0: Welcome to the ECG Podcast for the week of April 19th. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Waterman, joining you from Jacksonville, Florida. Tonight, I'm joined by Adam Gumbert from Lexington, Kentucky. What's going on, everybody? Zach Cassell in spirit, maybe in person, from Boston. we got Bobby Miller from Baltimore. How you doing? And of course, we've got George Arevalo back from Miami, Florida to help us move on to the semifinals of our video game retro versus modern tournament bracket what up what up so we're going to hop right into the bracket to start the show off we have four games on each side uh in the modern uh side of the bracket we have halo 2 versus grand theft auto 5 and red dead redemption 2 versus mass effect 2 all sequels two rockstar games Two sci-fi games going up against each of the Rockstar games. Well, we see a Rockstar v. Rockstar in the final round. On the uh, retro side, excuse me, we have uh, Tetris versus Pokemon Red and Blue. And we have Super Mario World versus Super Smash Brothers. So three Nintendo properties and the odd man out with Tetris. All right. Are you guys ready for some more uh, debate? Oh, yeah. yeah all right awesome and uh zach did want me to tell the audience that he was uh wrong about world of warcraft and that halo (laughs) 2 deserves to be here thank you zach for admitting that i'm sorry (laughs) he's not here to defend himself i am clearly kidding on that point for those of you that listened to last week's episode it was another uh steamer to say the least (laughs) so let's get right into it uh halo 2 versus grand theft auto 5. two behemoths that are behemoths in uh, very different ways you know you've got Grand Theft Auto 5 is a game that is a uh, behemoth in terms of sales and scope, certainly a game that uh continues to be supported with uh events that are pretty frequent and uh, seemingly more by the month. And then you've got Halo 2, who is a really a behemoth in terms of stature and uh longevity. It's a game that I think many people hold up in the uh you know the highest echelons of Multiplayer games in terms of balance, uh, great map design, fantastic weapons, just a lot of fun memories there um, associated, and you know one hell of a campaign for for those of us that uh, that played it. It was a it was an interesting middle chapter with uh, really a, a great surprise in the middle of the game, switching you from Master Chief to the Arbiter uh, was something that a lot of us did not see coming when we purchased the game, and uh, was was kind of a cool twist. Uh, some new abilities and things being I remember f- service to go invisible when you play this the arbiter. Um so yeah, uh, with all that being said, um uh, why don't we uh Bobby, why don't you start us off uh, with this with this first round here and uh, talk us through your thought process and uh, let's hold off till the end for the votes, but uh yeah, just kind of wait way through and, and you know, size these two games up. It's Red Dead versus Halo, correct? Uh no, sorry, Halo 2 versus Grand Theft Auto 5.
1: Oh, hey, oh, oh my. Uh <laughs> I again never really was much into the Halo. I never uh the only time I owned the Xbox 360, uh, I bought Gears of War uh 3, I believe. Uh and I played it with my friends and they never told me how to get a mic. It was like my first online experience. Uh and then they uh they just kept playing and I uh, I basically just returned my 360. Uh but I uh I Grand Theft Auto just seems to be the gift that keeps on giving. For some reason it just keeps uh, people keep buying it which is very very interesting uh, but it's still in like the the top five top ten of most like downloaded and/ or played games which surprises me but uh, there's a lot of content in it so I, I definitely see why GTA is in it but yeah I'm sorry I, I never played halo 2 so I don't have the, the sentiment that most people
0: yeah, no, that's and uh, it's totally understandable. I'm sure, um, probably even as somebody that never played it, um, would you say that its uh, its presence is still felt? You know, as a gamer, like you, uh, you respect kind of, um, you know, the uh, the the legend that is that is Halo Two. Do you, do you feel like it's uh, like you've been able to kind of through osmosis, um, kind of experience a little bit of what that game was
1: yes yeah that, that and that's the thing i want to let everybody know that i am uh going to play each of the games on the non-retro side uh just so i can well besides world of warcraft uh sorry zach i just <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I can't afford the monthly subscription uh but uh but i i do want to play mass effect Two. i do want to play a lot of the games that are on the list uh, i did play some of them but i do want to play them just to see Uh, if it changes my mind on most of them. So that's just want to put that out there. But yeah, I I do see uh, the love for Halo 2. I know that when I was in PAX 2015, I'd never uh, witnessed anything like PAX before. It was kind of crazy. And I think they had the Halo tournament going and back at my hotel, uh, Cloud9 Gaming just lost in the Halo Five tournament, I believe it was, and they were all in the lobby, and we 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 felt bad for them, so we took them out for drinks, and we you know we hung out with all the guys from Cloud9, uh, which seeing how much money they make is also amazing. I I can't believe they get that for gaming, but uh, but it was cool to see them, and then they them even talking about Halo like that, that you know Halo is prominent in a lot of games, even though they all seem to say that Halo Five isn't. Like the other Halos for some reason, uh, but uh, but it was cool to see like how big it is, like how like Halo and these other games, like people rooting and cheering for games, and see how it's all changed. And I, I definitely I can see the fight for uh, Halo Two here. Uh, I can definitely see both sides.
0: I can't speak for everybody here, but I would imagine that probably at least more than one of us would be willing to certainly jump into some Halo Two multiplayer with you at some point if you just want to see how well that has aged and held up. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah, because I, yeah, I, I just hooked up my
1: Xbox because I'm trying. <laughs> hopefully, that I can get everything done for the division. It's a little side note. Hopefully, that I can get ranked up enough so that I can play this raid with you guys. Uh, but I did just hook up my Xbox, so uh, there's a lot of updates. Uh, so hopefully, I'll be able to play most of those games from the Xbox side soon.
0: Sure, absolutely. But I was going to say, if you need somebody for the campaign, man, I would gladly run through uh, probably on a little bit more of a casual difficulty. Um, I, I love playing like a legendary run, but to experience that game for the first time, I feel like, you know, putting it, uh, on heroic would probably be a good balance of, uh, you know, challenge and, um, you know, still like being able to, to get through it quickly enough to experience the story. Um, oh
2: yeah. Or, George, or easy mode. Yeah.
0: He's... Yeah. I don't know no. about <laughs> easy, but <laughs> you need the authentic I, 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 yeah. <laughs> Uh, so George, man, Miguel, uh, Miguel yeah, here. absolutely. Shoot so, brother. Uh,
2: i think both of these two games are absolute juggernauts and um i mean maybe not so much with the grand theft Auto the fifth you know installment here but if you take grand theft auto 3 for example you know those that was just such an iconic game that's you know that put everything in motion um both of these are you know kind of set the standard for one for a shooter the other for like an you know open uh, open world sandbox type game um you know and their popularity is undeniable um I, I agree. I think uh, Halo 2 is a game that you can just still pick up. It, it it holds, It's it aged well, and I would be more than happy to play with you. I'd started playing the Master Chief Collection recently, and it's been fun, man. I, I couldn't tell you a damn thing about the campaign. I've always been a multiplayer guy, um, but it's still a blast. Um, you know, I think this is a really tough call. I'm not even sure which way I'll go. I'm a big Halo 2 mark, but, I mean, Grand Theft Auto, is just like it's just evolved so well. Uh, Whereas I think um, Halo 2 has lost some luster over the year. I I, I think Halo 2 is probably the better game, um, at least for me personally. Um, But, you know, so much, uh, so many other games have been able to recreate a lot of what Halo 2 provided, which is, you know, an accomplishment in and of itself. But Grand Theft Auto continues to be, you know, year in and year out, the dominant force in that type of genre. Whereas Halo is, is no longer that, um, you know, with that said, a lot of games wouldn't exist if it wasn't for Halo 2, but I think it is, it is big that Grand Theft Auto continues to be that such a force. Um, and you know that no matter what the hell they put on the next Grand Theft Auto, whenever the hell it comes out, like it's just a guaranteed hit, you know, it, you know, it, it, you cannot go wrong with a Grand Theft Auto game as much as I love Halo 2. Um, you know, I'd like to hear some other thoughts. I haven't decided yet. Um but yeah you know the I'm cu- multiplayer I'm curious, you
0: multiplayer. haven't played much of the gti online right correct like no no grand theft auto online for you that is correct
2: i I've, I've i've the g the online part of grand theft auto for me has always just seemed a bit overwhelming just seemed like it just seemed like it's an endless possibilities which is good you know i think you like that in most games it just seems a lot uh for me uh to focus on so many different things um almost like an mmo but not quite like an mmo and you know there was only one mmo i could commit my time to and and i've never been able to, to do that again or find that kind of connection again that's kind of what's always put me off from now, here's the thing i'm gonna online, make this you know? great
0: for you man you're gonna you're gonna love this the best thing about gta online is that there is no like locked content behind progression as a character right like your level is fairly irrelevant to the things that you can do like you have to do a couple setup missions very early on um and there is a little bit of a content gate in terms of the money like for funding heist but any one of us that like are on your friends list would be able to fund a heist and you could participate and be just as effective as anybody else um and i think that's like one of its strengths i really want to get you in sometime and just do a heist because um it is it's like a raid level um activity really like in terms of the coordination it's got multiple parts there's checkpoints and things like that um but there's not a steep barrier to entry so uh um, yeah. but yeah
2: when's the last time you played GTA 5 on
0: um i guess maybe like 2 months ago i hopped on for a night and uh with cat and my brother and we did some uh so they have like a a tron mode where like you have motorcycles and it has the uh, like a little uh, trail behind you that puts up like a barrier that if somebody crashes into it, like they die instantly. And mm-hmm. you're basically in these arenas and you're all racing around on like high speed, like crash rockets, trying to take out the other players. And, you know, there's like a death counter and, you know, you have so many lives um, and there's jumps and power ups and stuff. And, you know, uh, we had some some great times back in the day. So I was like, hey, man, we should jump on this. And um uh you know just fuck around in there and again it's a great game for that because there's no oh i need to like level my character up or see what updates there are i gotta go to the tower and talk to five people it's just not man like everyone hops in um i walk over and i start the activity and like we're we're just we're doing it and i think that's it's fantastic Um, i mean
2: I i might check it out at some point but now that you bring up the online feature man but the thing is playing halo 2 online uh, that shit was fucking personal man your rank your level in in halo 2 like like you wore that like a badge of honor and you protected that thing i mean it, it, it i don't know man it just felt so personal man losing in halo 2 was like just crushing and heartbreaking ranking down losing a level going on a bad run was just so such fucking punishment man but you know it but i loved it man it it, it made like it made your rank, except for the freaking people using standby and cheating. It made your rank mean something. Ah, man, I don't know. It just that game had had me so invested in it, so hooked on it, the the point that it was probably not even healthy. I don't know that any other game, any multiplayer competitive game, has ever gotten that from me ever since. Man, I don't know. This is tough. Uh,
0: Adam, how about you, man? Uh, kind of weigh in on um, on these on these two juggernauts, as uh, George called them, and uh... hey,
3: yeah. Now there are two games that I love. I've played tons of them. I have nostalgia a lot for Halo 2. Uh love GTA 5. I played nothing but that when it came out. But just looking at what the better game is, it's like GTA's been the top game for 6 years across two generations, 100 million copies sold in an online game that has never stopped moving forward like as much as I love Halo 2, like you can't deny what GTA has done. And I mean even their online like I mean it's it's a hard choice, but it's like legit it's like okay this guy you know is an mvp in the league and this guy made the league it's like they're both really really good but one guy is the mvp and one guy is not they're both better than 99 percent of humans on earth but so that's the way i look at it as much as i love halo 2 like i can't i could see someone making the argument but i would never even with my nostalgia i can't deny the fact that gta is like the biggest thing ever so i can't really i can't really go against it personally as much as i want to i'm just like looking at i like i'd be silly to pretend like GTA eight five is not the biggest thing in gaming ever.
2: Yeah, man. The crazy thing is I haven't heard a single inaccurate statement so far since we started talking about these two games. Like mm-hmm. it's like there's nothing negative you can say. I mean, it's I think it's a I think it's a tough call, and I don't think I'd be upset either way. So
0: he, here's what it comes down to for me personally. Um so uh Halo, I'm sorry, uh Grand Theft Auto Five rather, uh, single player, right? Um, you have uh, and this actually applies to multiplayer too. I'll get get into that in a second, but um you have these quiet moments uh, in the game where people are leaving for work and they're on their cell phone and they get into their car, and if you were to follow them, you know they're they're going somewhere and the conversation continues. Uh, you hear somebody fighting with their boyfriend or their mom on the cell phone or uh i don't know you bump into some somebody and they they say a very personal comment and then you have the wild you know heist or um you know mo- shootouts with the cops you are fucking trevor uh mowing down uh civilians on the rampage missions with a minigun right like you have this, sort of that dichotomy there online same thing man like you have uh, you have the variety of being able to do stunt races if that's your thing the tron mode if that's your thing combat if you like pvp and shooting people Oh my god, man! I have had just some amazing brawls that lasted 30 minutes on the street, where you ring up your, you know, squad. They 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 come zipping in in their bulletproof car, and they're like fucking running people over, and you're you're in fights with like another gang. Um, and then you have things like, you know, my my brother just showed me uh, some of these Twitch streamers. Like it's a new thing right now, and and Grand Theft Auto that's like really hot where people are doing like full-on role-play where like there's a chick, all she is is a sassy nurse at the hospital. That's it, man. And like people walk in and it's like improv comedy almost, like in Grand Theft Auto Five, And it fucking works, man. And some of that shit is hysterical, right? People tune in to watch this shit. Uh, and then, you know, just for added bonus, like one of my favorite heist memories is like you fucking uh, s- slide up to a, uh, an aircraft carrier in an inflatable boat. You fight through the entire thing. You get up to the flight deck and everybody in your team hops into a fighter jet, and you're like, Man, this is pretty fucking cool. You know what would be really cool is if, like, when I fucking take off off the flight deck, if Danger Zone starts playing. And sure enough, dude, as soon as you take off, like, you're like, No fucking way, man. There's just so many crafted moments and emergent moments. And I think that that game does both equally well, right? You have these highly scripted moments that come across and you know like i said it's just it's craftsmanship at its finest but it's also a playground where you can be as boisterous and destructive or kind of goofy and maybe a little bit more like dialed back as you want to be and there's no really like right or wrong way to play that game so i think for for me in addition to all the stuff we've talked about right like the 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 high sales and everything like I'll go ahead and vote first. I think Grand Theft Auto 5 takes us by a hair, just because like it it has uh, created just a um, a huge leap forward in terms of like you know you have a quality campaign and all the scripted stuff, but you also have a place where you can go do anything, be anybody, and kind of play around. So that, that's going to be my vote. I
2: think I'm gonna want Although- to I want to hop in next and get my next vote in. See if maybe I can use some logic to maybe sway adam here so he might be the deciding vote and um, adam spoke a lot about how he enjoyed the highlight of both of these games but grand theft auto is just the much bigger game the one that continues to be much more relevant today now the same arguments could have been made for a while in the last round but ultimately adam went with the game that he just enjoyed the most and that's what i'm gonna do here these are both phenomenal games great games you can't go wrong but Halo 2 just did it more for me and was more impactful for me and just had me more hooked. And I just had a much more, a hell of a better time uh, in my Halo 2 days than in any of my Grand Theft Auto days combined. So with that, just on a personal note, I'm going to go with Halo 2. All right.
3: Well, I mean, I guess I'll go ahead. Yeah, I mean, they're both great games, but again, I used it against the the WoW argument, but like... to me it's like gta has a longevity and is also a fun game the reason i didn't like wow is like i don't think wow is fun and it's like yeah it has longevity but that doesn't mean i enjoy the game i enjoy gta um so yeah i'm gonna vote for gta here i just do think that it is a slightly better game longevity just being a part of it but i also find the gameplay is actually good unlike wow excuse
0: my dog in the background sorry um But
3: uh, Zach, are you here? Do you want to weigh in?
0: I, I, I don't know if I need to cast your vote for you. I've got his vote if we need to. Yeah, I think you might have to cast it for him. All right. So um, Zach's vote is for Halo 2. I'm being dead serious. So it's actually his vote. I'm, I'm not saying it facetiously. Um, so that's, that's uh, you know uh, who he has placed um, for the winner of this uh, matchup. So go ahead, Bobby. Uh,
1: so what is the, the is it 2-2? Two, two?
0: Two two. That's why I did. That's why oh, I jumped in god. there. Come on.
2: Uh,
1: see, it, it's hard for me because I know the.
2: Let's let's pause the podcast. For Halo 2. Play Halo Two with me for a little bit, and then make
1: it. Uh, <laughs> see, I, I really enjoyed Grand Theft Auto Five and the online. So it's like I I'm torn. I like darts, I'm bowling. Uh oh my god, this is awful. Um. I have to go Grand Theft Auto only because it it seems to be on. No matter what list you look, it it seems to be in the top five, top ten games that people are still playing in twenty nineteen. So I, I have to sadly give it to Grand Theft. Auto.
0: And I think you know, it's, this is just where the bracket's going to get hard, right? Because we are talking the best of the best. Yes. Um. I mean, uh, this is not was not an easy choice for me by any means. I just. For me, it kind of came down to like, okay, so you have two very different games, you know, separated by like literal over a decade, um, both innovators in their own way. But I think in terms of just the sheer variety, I think is what did it for me personally for Grand Theft Auto Five, It is fun, you know, by the way, but just the sheer variety of um, content kind of inched out. For me. So, all right, we got our first decision here. <coughs> Excuse me, y'all. So Uh, Our next matchup is the Battle of the Sequels, another rockstar game and uh, monster. A little more divisive than Grand Theft Auto V, certainly, but undeniably a fantastic game with lots of uh, detail and kind of taking that immersion even further, I think, than than its predecessor, but Red Dead Redemption 2. And then we have Mass Effect 2, which um, I've not been shy on this podcast about saying is uh, possibly my favorite game of all time. certainly. Um, my favorite Bioware game and um, my favorite RPG, uh, more of a straightforward uh, space opera with, um, you know, obviously tons of side quests and and additional content, larger-than-life characters, and then, um, you know, I think most importantly, um, just a huge variety of choice, everything from, um, you know, characters that can live or die to um, who and what you may want to (laughs) beg. So... Let's go ahead and switch it up. I will, uh, I'll throw this to Adam first. Adam, what you got, man? Uh, kind of talk us through these two games, what they mean to you, how they stack up.
3: It's pretty tough for me. Because, like, it's the, you picked two of my favorite games um, ever. Like I said, Mass Effect. Because, again, what, what came down to it in last round was, like, characters. And, like, both these games' characters are amazing. Agreed. So, it's really a tough one. I mean, ah. <sighs> I don't even know, man. This, uh, this one is where I could be swayed one way or the other. Cause like, again, red dead, I think is one of the best games ever made for, again, characters in the world and how intricate it is. And then mass effect two is like, I love sci-fi and that's like the best kind of that game and the best kind of game from that studio, which I love their stuff. So, I mean, I don't know what else could really be said. Like I'm stuck in the, I'm stuck in the middle. Fair enough. Well, hold your vote. It's a tough one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll, uh, we'll talk
0: through it and we'll circle back for sure. Um, uh, Bobby George, who wants to go f- next?
2: Uh, uh, yeah, fuck it, man. I mean, it's gonna. <laughs> I think it's gonna be obvious where I fucking stand here. Um, these are these are two amazing games. Red Dead Redemption Two was a beautiful experience. You know, it was a work of art. Um, but Mass Effect Two, um, I, I felt some type of way about Red Dead Redemption Two. You know, about Arthur Morgan. You know, to an extent, uh, Dutch. You know, John. Some of the characters there. But Mass Effect Two, I felt this connection with. Everyone on that team, you know, and people on the people from the game below how your decisions in the prior game carried over even to some some of the characters that weren't even like part of your squad, but had some sort of relevance out in the world and how how all that changed. I mean, it was just so immersive. Um, I was in complete control of everything you kind of every everything you did in that game mattered, you know, whereas Red Dead is is, is a more linear. Linear game, um, you know, it's a different type of game. But the Mass Effect Two experience was just so immersive, and and I know this has been brought up many times, but that goddamn suicide mission is there's been nothing like it for me in any other game. Um, you know how how stressful it was, how tense it was, how how much you felt um, was on the line just for for I don't know for all these races for all the entire galaxy. Everything was depending on that on that suicide mission and there was so much at stake and you can really feel that as opposed to a game like red dead where the story you know, centered around like the rise and fall of of a character without getting into any spoilers. Um, You know, it's just mass effect Two. I I just think it comes down to what's the, in my opinion, the better story, the more immersive story, the one where I, I was the focal point as opposed to being told um, how, how it needed to go. Um, You know, it's, it's, probably my all-time favorite game and you know it's it's that's no secret um you know i wouldn't fault red dead redemption 2 not in the least bit but just for me mass effect 2 did it did it more for me i'll hold my vote
0: (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna be uh shocked if you go red dead redemption 2 after uh, that passionate um, you know analysis, but hey, that's okay, man. Sometimes the open secrets are the best kind. Um, Bobby, I know you, you have not played either of these games, correct?
1: Yes, and I tell you what, it, it's been harder for me than I thought it would have been uh, because I I now am leaning more towards the Mass Effect two. 2. Uh, oh my God, Mass Effect <laughs> two <laughs> because of the storyline. Like I I I now own, Well, I now own it. So it's like I can't wait to play it and experience the same. And I remember kind of like with the gears and I think Mass Effect had a trial or D three a long time ago that that was pretty cool, even though I had no clue what the hell was going on. Uh but it was just like it looked like something that I wanted to play. And it's like I know some of the characters uh from both, but I I honestly think, even though I'm gonna hold my vote, I think that uh I think Mass Effect two is is seeming like the the better story, like I, I like emotional games. Like I like to feel the characters, and, and and I think I li- would like both. But I, I definitely think that I'm more leaning towards uh one uh one of those. Giving away already. Just make
0: but sure you play Mass Effect One if you do play two, because
1: yeah, I uh, think I bought the trilogy on PS3 a long time perfect. ago, and I, right. I'm trying to research that now to make sure I own it. So I might, I might try to play them all, and so if, if not, we can come the- back and
0: talk. about it. They are all backwards compatible on Xbox uh, One. So if you didn't, you can pick them up for cheap. And they run great. Um, I think, actually, maybe one or all of them are uh, Xbox One X enhanced as well. Uh, Could be wrong on that.
2: The the Mass Effect 2 is definitely the much better game, and it's going to be different. Mm -hmm. but, um, but But playing Mass Effect 1, just to kind of get some of those decisions going um and if carrying that over to the next game is 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 worth is worth every bit of your time
0: my thing yeah mass effect one played on normal like you know because i think there's like easy normal hardcore insanity um played on normal uh breeze through like do you know definitely take your time do the side quests but um the combat is shit in it i'll be honest with you like the combat's not all that great compared to what they did with uh, two which is a little more cover based and i think has more intuitive and, and fun abilities, but yeah, man, like uh, you definitely need to play one to make there. There are some key decisions that can drastically alter how the rest of the trilogy plays out. Like I'm talking like leaders of certain races and things will be alive or dead, and that'll affect like how they uh, interact with you as a character. Like it's it, they're they're pretty big decisions that you make in the first game. Nope. Um, so for me, I mean, again, like uh, George said, and I've actually said it on this podcast uh, this week. Mass Effect 2 is one of my all time favorite games. Before I talk about that, like Red Dead Redemption 2, I think you hit the nail on the head when you said it was a beautiful experience. Like, that is a beautiful game. Like, it is violent. um, It is heartbreaking, but at its core, like, it really is truly beautiful. And I don't just mean the graphics there. Like, the redemption part of the title, you know, um, I think is one of the game's strengths. And it is filled with characters that are interesting and they have their own motives like it, i don't think that i mean maybe you could say like a couple of the pinkertons are kind of villains in a way but like that game doesn't have like clear cut heroes and villains like it just walks a great line of moral ambiguity and um i think most importantly like the characters grow and evolve throughout the story and you know um it certainly knows how to uh make you think that you've got a good understanding of who everybody is what they're about and then constantly pulling the rug out from underneath you man like there was just so many great moments in that narrative um where uh, i was genuinely surprised by certain characters actions or you know um feelings and and how you know things that they did right like and the way that moments unfolded it was great that way and certainly if i thought a, a satisfying um story you know kind of start to finish um you know the arc is great uh so um the other part of it obviously the technical achievement like i've talked a little bit about some of the little emergent moments that i had in that game starting the bar bar brawl by accident coming back everybody remembering that um the way that you you have to hunt and ride your everything is so meticulous and um the word I, w- I guess I would probably use is deliberate. You very much have to be careful and deliberate with your actions because it's not a game that's very forgiving if you hit the wrong button at the wrong time. I'll just say that. Um, so that you, know, you have that on the one hand. Fantastic game, definitely a true masterpiece. Uh, my favorite game, I think, of last year along with God of War. On the other hand, you have Mass Effect 2, which um, I would say uh, I'm going to go ahead and call. it probably it is definitely my favorite video game of all time, uh, and I think one of the most interesting things about that game is that the uh, the loyalty quests are optional. Um, you could play that game um, and just mainline it and not take the time to get to know any of your crew members or help them or make them trust you. Um, but I don't know why you would want to do that because you have um, you know a ship filled with uh, people that are. In, enigmatic and interesting and uh as you play through their quests and learn about them that helps you know kind of develop your attachment to those characters and i would say that uh as much as the characters are a huge part of the story and your attachment um the places are like i re- i recall the first time um i set foot on the citadel you know after uh some certain events in the first game that i won't spoil um and some of the music and you know the familiarity of being back in that place like uh, you know i had immediate sort of rush of you know joy like there was like a almost like a pavlovian response like you know that i went through i was like ah yeah man i'm back at the citadel and then of course you have moments like hi i'm commander Shepard, and this is my favorite store in the citadel won't spoil that for you either bobby but uh, trust me it's great uh and you know, I, I think that uh, it really is a, a perfect game with no wasted moments. You know, we talked about that a bit with God of War, like the side quests are all meaningful, the uh, whether they're funny or serious, and um, just the structure of the game and how it unfolds with, not only do you have a great cast of characters, but you fucking go out there and you recruit them to get the character on your ship. You you, you go through an awesome space and have great like combat missions and, and objectives. And it feels really like you you've you've done something cool to get somebody onto your team and they are assigned a spot in your ship. And going back and talking with them periodically throughout the game is as much fun as anything else. So um yeah, I guess that's that's where, where I come back. And it's weird, I guess there's kind of a parallel there with Red Dead where you can check back in with um people in your camp, but I don't feel like it's nearly as satisfying as me as it was at Mass Effect. Like I w- I was compelled like every mission to go back and talk to people in my camp or my ship, rather, in Mass Effect 2, and I don't think I have quite the compulsion of Red Dead 2. Um, I wonder how here's... Zach feels. Yeah, yeah, Zach is back. Um, so uh, we know what your your vote is, but um, before you give it, let's uh, go ahead and talk through um, a little bit about uh, you know how you feel about these two games. All right. <clears throat>
4: Hold on, where's my thing? All right, can you hear me? Loud yeah. and clear, buddy. All right, cool. So... I think everybody knows by now my absolute love for Red Dead Redemption 2. Um, I am super, super fond of Mass Effect, the series as well. Um, uh, me and one of my good buddies kind of bonded over the game um, when we first started hanging out. And everything, I hadn't played Mass Effect because I had tried playing Mass Effect 1 and uh, the gameplay in it is is not the shining aspect of that game and it really uh prevented me from playing it and he was like oh man but mass effect 2 is worth you have to get through one it's because 2 is so worth getting to and i was like oh man i don't know and whatever i powered through one i finally managed to get through two and one of the best decisions i've ever made in my gaming life um mass effect 2 is so awesome. Like that, the opening to that game, I, I think, is still unrivaled. Um, how no awesome. spoilers, no spoilers for uh, for Bobby because I think it's a moment you should experience. Go yeah, ab- absolutely. In, in oh man, that's I'm, I'm so excited to see what you think of the opening of this game now that I know mm-hmm. you haven't played it because it is, it is so so awesome. And like, man, the elusive man is such an awesome character. Like one of the best bad guys in a video game, I think. Like his his whole story in his is is so well done. It's like is I feel like for that game, it's as much his story as it is Shepard's. You get to see you know where he goes and everything, and 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 it's just super super interesting. And of course, Martin Sheen c- killed it. Yeah, I love the the motion capture for how old that game is
0: with Martin Sheen is like very definitively him like you could tell it's martin sheen like he looks like you know martin sheen from like the apocalypse now like like you know days like yeah They did a good job i don't even know if it's motion capture or just animation but i gotta imagine it's probably mocap
4: yeah and it's it's one of my one of my favorite games ever And it like you said you know it made its side characters special by you having to go out and recruit them. It really made you feel attached to them. You know, it's almost like you earned them. Like you had to go out and earn these people, and you could miss a lot of them. One hundred percent. If if you didn't go out and do a certain mission, it didn't force you to go do it, and you could maybe never experience one of the best story acts in the game. You know, with some of those some of those loyalty missions that are are some are some of the best missions in the game but (laughs) that's a big but then you have (laughs) red dead redemption 2 which i think just completely revolutionized what a video game is and should be like i i said it in in the last round like you can go in any direction in this game and do something and you know as much as the characters in, in mass effect 2 were really cool like knowing how math um knowing how Red Dead Redemption Two was going to turn out because we know what happens in Red Dead Redemption One, it made you getting attached to these characters like that much more heartbreaking because you know by the end of this game like ah so oh man Bobby hasn't played by the end of this game you know things just aren't gonna be as they were in the beginning, and they do such a good job with how they wrote these characters and how these characters are acted that like over time, like you really, you know, these characters grow on you very, very quickly. And, you know, the gameplay as much as people say it's, it's actually kind of a pretty good comparison because mass effect two is sluggish. And, but it's, I feel like it's not really, I'm knocked because I feel like the sluggish gameplay kind of fits the game. And the sluggish gameplay of Red Dead, you know, fits the style of game. And uh, so, I, yeah,
0: I would disagree 100%. I don't feel like there's anything sluggish about. I would describe the gameplay of Mass Effect 2 as almost zippy in comparison. Um, the way that you move around, uh, combat space, usabilities um like when you're in combat in that game like i don't feel like that game pushes back at all where i feel like that's all red dead redemption 2 does and you know again like i'm for it like that's that's part of what that game is but i feel like red dead redemption pushes back where i feel like every time i play red dead redemption 2 like i'm doing exactly what i meant to do 100 percent of the time and it feels great
4: um see i i totally think mass effect felt real heavy and real um what's the word? Um... I want to say blocky, but I don't think that makes sense to anybody else outside of what I'm thinking in my own head. Um,
2: man. I, I think I get what you're saying, man. Like, like, Red. just listen, Mass Effect 2 was a 360 game. The, uh, Red Dead was just, it just flowed. Like, the game just transitioned from everything just perfectly. It was just like, there's just no knock in, in terms of how the game just progressed, you know, from even just from how the camera angles, you know, cutscenes in and out. I, I kinda get where you're going with it. I wouldn't I wouldn't disagree entirely. Whereas Mass Effect two was, was more of like I get it, like it had like like more breaks, like you know, but I also think part of that is because Red Dead is a bit of a linear story, whereas Mass Effect, you can go and go off and do so many different things that will affect that overarching linear story. Whereas with Red Dead you could go off and do a bunch of side stuff. But at some point, you've got to progress with the main story, which is essentially predetermined. Um, unlike Mass Effect 2, but I, I kind of get where you're going. Just you know,
4: yeah. See, I totally 100% disagree with you because um, I think you just described both games to a T. Like, there's so much you can miss in Red Dead, and that's maybe not pivotal to you know the. Um, uh main story but to get so much of the background information on a lot of the characters in order to get some of the coolest beats of the uh story as a whole uh some of these side missions are some of the most interesting and well done missions in the game just like they are in mass effect 2 and you could not do some of the missions in Mass Effect 2, but you still get led in the general same direction. You're still going to go on the suicide mission no matter what. Even if you didn't meet certain characters, you're just not going to be able to perform certain things in the suicide mission. It's the same thing, sort of similar in, in Red Dead. Like you, If you don't meet certain um, side mission characters and progress their story further, you miss out on certain beats in the story that will have a much more emotional impact than you would if you didn't do it and that really entices you to take your time and explore this world which is um i think easily the most um intricate and well-designed open world in any video game uh the the world the map in, in, in red dead is is absolutely incredible there's literally almost nowhere you can't look and go. And not only that, it's how incredible it looks. Like You could stop and look over on any Vista, and it's absolutely gorgeous. And not to mention the multiplayer, which is so much stupid fun. You know how much fun me and my friends have. We We all get in the same clothes, and we go online, and you you know everybody in that game seems to talk which is i think is awesome like i feel like a lot more people talk in this multiplayer game than they do in a lot of other games in the open world uh, aspect uh, of the game anyways not so much the lobbies and it makes it so much more fun like when you're going around and like i lasso some guy who's fishing and and drag him and you know now he's you know flipping out on me and his posse will like come over and rescue him. And then you can like initiate a posse war and like, man, it's, it's, it not only does it have the absolutely incredible story to easily rival Mass Effect two's story. I think it's better than Mass Effect two story. And I think that's not even a question. It has that multiplayer on top of it, which is like, you know, the icing on the cake because it's, it it appeases both of those crowds. If you don't like single-player games as much, it has that multiplayer portion to offer you, and it's just as good, and it's going to get only better, just like Grand Theft Auto Online. So Red Dead Redemption 2 is literally like the perfect game. And Arthur Morgan. <laughs> Commander Shepard. Not even close to as cool <laughs> of a character. as is. As... And, and, and if you're comparing just Mass Effect 2... Shepard to Arthur Morgan overall, it's easily uh, Arthur Morgan. You can't compare the Shepard as an overall in, in the trilogy. It's easily Arthur Morgan.
0: Ah, so that's, that's
4: where I disagree, but let's let's see what the... Get these
2: uh, boats on. Let's see what the Let's,
4: let's see democracy we'll and, and, uh, and
0: progress here. So um, we will start with you, Adam. I know you um, have a little bit of a um, uh, time constraint here so go ahead buddy where where did you come down where do you want to go last for dramatic effect
3: no, no no i'll just go ahead and go first uh okay great arguments love both again probably both in my top five but i was gonna
2: fuck okay all right i go next it's no surprise here i'm gonna go with mass effect too man i, I just lo- i just you know I, I read that it's a great story i think mass effect they had to create worlds planets lore so much deeper in my opinion, than the story of Red Dead Redemption, and you got to control it to an extent, uh, Mass Effect 2. I'm also going to go Mass Effect
0: 2. Um, I think that pound for pound, um, I have a deeper emotional connection with those characters. I don't feel particularly compelled to go back and play Red Dead Redemption 2 anytime soon, where like that's what I immediately wanted to do as soon as I finished Mass Effect 2. I remember more of those story beats, even from my first playthrough. Plus, it has some of the best quality. Like that—that's the game that taught me that you can have quality DLC that significantly adds to the um, the experience um, without kind of feeling cash grabby. With the Layer of the Shadow Broker, uh, the Overlord DLC, and then the Arrival, which perfectly led into the third game. So, yeah, definitely Mass Effect for me. Uh, Easy.
4: All right, so um, I. Uh... My vote's obviously uh Red Dead Redemption 2. Um I think if we're speaking for um best best game on the list and not what game we personally like most, like I, I think Red Dead Redemption two is clearly the better game. Um I think it it appeases like it, it pleases both crowds, like I said, multiplayer, single player. Um I think it it uh it offers everything I think Mass Effect offers in terms of of story beats, um, and it just I think it it does everything uh, so so well. Just and gonna I, say
0: Mass Effect two universally loved, Red Dead two not.
4: <laughs> what just to say it? I I think if if you want to use the same argument that like if I was to if you were to sit down. And place somebody in your the best part of the Mass Effect 2 game, and I'm and I sit take somebody the casual gamer the same argument we use for Halo in in World of Warcraft, and you sit someone down and you put them at the best portion of Red Dead Redemption 2. Nine out of ten people, I bet, are gonna pick to play Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh no way, man! That game pushes back way too hard.
0: They're gonna push the wrong button and punch their horse, and they're gonna have a bounty. Yep and then fucking they, they're gonna, not going to know where to go they're going to try to nope, push them,
4: nope, the button okay. to
0: sprint and then instead nope, sprint, you're gonna, gonna jump like yeah no no no, no there's you're no gonna way.
4: have garris who's gonna think that he's fucking superman and he's gonna go out and try and do this mission by himself and he's gonna die and it's gonna cost you because he becomes this you know this boss bad guy now who just took out garris who now you have your other guy who's going to be like, oh, I'm going to try and go over here too. Like you can't control your stupid AI all the time because they think that they're the best people ever.
0: You can though. There's, there's hot keys. Like, you Absolutely
4: know. there is. And, and then you'd be like, all right, now I'm going to try and snap to cover. The cover doesn't always work the best in that game. <laughs> like you're saying that that game controls so much better than Red Dead and it. it just doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, nothing, nothing. Red nothing. Dead Redemption Two is literally like the perfect, the perfect example of what a video game should be. The perfect story, the perfect characters. The game is fun. The game is funny. The game has emotional story beats. Like I, I like I think
0: Red Dead Redemption Two is great, man. But I'm saying, like, to say the game doesn't push back and push back hard, and that it wasn't divisive for that very reason, I feel like is ignoring, like, a large part of both, like, audience and critical response to that, like, that game. I mean, it's, you can demonstrably, you know, prove that that game pushed back hard enough that it turned off, like, probably, you know, roughly, I would say 25% of, like, you know, critics. um, But I think, like, sales
4: and Metacritic numbers, like, say otherwise
0: oh i don't know man there's there's definitely plenty of uh metacritic reviews that were pretty harshly critical of the game but bobby we gotta we gotta move on to the next round buddy so um i know you. Uh, yeah to i gotta go
1: there. you guys have a good night uh <laughs> <And it's fun>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i got this is two in a time row time, bobby, oh early. christ i i don't even know like i uh
3: mm. legitimately mm. you could just flip a coin you could yeah I actually. Mean, honestly, yeah, you, you it, could it, it up to fate
1: <laughs> yeah, well, it's weird because it's like I'm at a point now where i I want to play one more than the other, and it's 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 really uh I'm more of a side mission guy, so that's that's really what's what's getting me here, so uh, i that's I, not gonna help
0: you I would say that both of these games have fantastic yeah, yeah. Like, I, I like, mean I really like cool yeah the division two
1: deal. like i I think I was i had way more points than everybody and i did nothing but side missions and then everybody said i forgot yeah that's not gonna help you i would
0: say they're they're equal footing there on side missions i would agree with zach on that like red dead redemption 2 Uh, has quality but you know when in doubt, man go alphabetical you know what i'm saying like you know i'm kidding okay all right (laughs) man i
1: i have to say uh uh, um, only because of what I've heard and their previous podcasts, where everyone told me I had to play, I have to go Red Dead Redemption.
4: I am oh, you. You know what, man? you might my only,
1: only because it's. I I think since I started this podcast, everybody yelled at me to play it, and then it's like I really want to play Mass Effect too, but it just seems like now I, I have to play Red Dead. Games. And I, I, I,
0: your your boy Sean Capri said. Uh, I mean, if you recall, man, we we sidetracked. <laughs>
1: There <laughs> good 10 minutes
0: about Mass Effect, but that's fine, man. If I, I know.
1: I, I was really torn. Like It was it, it was really hard. And <laughs> I mean, to have two Rockstar games in the final is crazy, but it's just... It, whoa, uh, whoa, yeah. whoa. GTA
4: beat Halo?
0: Yeah. It yeah, sure did. Yeah. That's crazy.
1: Yeah. It just keeps going for some reason.
0: Well, I feel like GTA Five is less surprising than uh, Red Dead
4: 2. Um but so hey man no way. Red Dead Redemption yeah. 2 improves on GTA 5 in every way shape or... uh yeah I would I would agree I would agree with
0: that but um I just I, like oh, the votes are cast doesn't matter All right so uh, we're going to take a, a quick break here and uh, we'll be back with the um uh retro round here I know Adam um you've got you've got to go so we will present your uh your votes um to the listeners is there anything you want to uh add about your votes or do you want us to just go ahead and throw them out for you?
3: No, you can I'm sorry. I just <laughs> I just went based <laughs> on uh with the next I mean maybe the arguments change but I'm just like this game I feel is better than this game. So that's how I voted and I sent those to you. So it'll be a surprise for everybody but you. Fair play. All right man. Well
0: um we'll go ahead and take a quick break and we'll be back. And we're back. Down one man, but don't worry we've got Adam's votes here for the retro bracket. As a reminder, we have Pokemon facing off against Tetris, and that's Pokemon Red and Blue, of course, the original pair of games. And then we have Super Mario World versus Super Smash Bros. So the battle of the Mario games. Let the debate begin. Let's start with Pokemon versus Tetris. Who wants to to
2: take us into the uh, the days of yore? Hmm. All right, I'll go. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward silence. Um so okay, we're starting off with Tetris and Pokemon, right? Correct. Okay. All right, uh, I think this is brutal. I mean, I mean Tetris I think is arguably the most popular game ever. Um, you know, Tetris is Tetris, doesn't really evolve a ton, but it doesn't need to. It's just a simple game anybody can pick up and now you've got the Tetris 99 which is pretty awesome battle royale style. So it can still find ways to be relevant and connect with you know, even newer, younger gamers. Pokemon, though, is just it's just another one of those juggernauts of, uh, of a game. I mean, Tetris is an entire thing and a juggernaut in its own right. Uh, Pokemon set off so many things um, in motion. Um, it spawned the card game, which obviously was a massive craze, just as big as the games itself. It created a whole world um, that's constantly evolving. You know, I haven't played a Pokemon game probably since those original few that first came out. Um, if you don't count Pokemon Go, that is. And you still feel, you know, the, the the impact of that game. That's That game is still popular. It's still going. And I likely will be picking up the one that's going to come out for the Switch later this year. Um, it's, it's a tough matchup because I think Tetris is just a game. Um, it's just a, a perfect game. The ultimate game but it's apart from its far-reaching you know impact it, it doesn't it hasn't evolved to the point of a of a pokemon it hasn't turned into other things it's just tetris is tetris um whereas pokemon continues to expand um and get into so many other genres apart from just video games you've got you know tv shows um collectibles the card games and i'm sure i'm missing a lot of other things involving pokemon pokemon is transcendent in that in that regard whether as tetris is it's just a game probably the biggest game but it's a game and it and it stops right there and ultimately the tough part is that this is a debate about the best game um you know and this is a bit of apples to oranges here but um i guess we'll see um uh, who wants to go up next <laughs> i haven't even decided yet uh, i guess i'll go next. Um. Yeah. uh, I don't know if you mentioned the TV
0: show and the the movies for Pokemon, but, you know, obviously you have that as well as, um, I don't know, like, I feel like just recognizable characters too, right? Like it's, uh, it can't be overstated. I I would say like how recognizable so many of those monsters, the pocket monsters is, you know, whatever. The, the Pokemon are right. Like, um, I, I said it last week and I'll say it again. Um, I have never played a Pokemon game other than Pokemon Stadium. Um, and even that, like, was very casual. And I could probably name easily 50 Pokemon, um, which I think speaks volume. And I feel like probably a lot of casual people could too. My wife loved Pokemon uh, Go. Um, she is not a gamer. Um, and I think that, you know, that is another um entry into that series like yes it's a mobile game um but no less innovative in my opinion like taking like uh ar and um you know mobile gaming and the the way that that game like i mean you know uh presented itself um into the landscape of gaming like the whole idea of that game is super fucking cool man like on paper like it is it was really neat um even though like you know its popularity um diminished a little bit like after like the first couple months like it's still a monster game that makes shitloads of money on mobile and i think it deserves credit for that uh tetris is uh still one of my all-time favorite games i've played it on countless devices i will always enjoy playing tetris i think it's one of the most relaxing and stimulating things um in existence uh for many different reasons um there's nothing better than uh powering up my switch these days playing a few rounds of tetris 99 and like really kind of get my blood going or like coming home flipping on the uh, playstation vr and playing like a couple runs of uh the tetris effect and psvr like right like it's same game minor alterations completely different experiences and both executed flawlessly like and and that's a game i think that will persist till the end of time like i have no doubt that if any of us here ever have grandkids or, you know, that they will know of and have played Tetris and understand what Tetris is. Um, while I think that Pokemon uh, has a probably a strong possibility of the same being said, like, I don't know if it'll be to that same sort of level of understanding, you know, with like the original Pokemon versus like Tetris. I feel like t- the fact that Tetris is still recognizably Tetris and has persisted this long um, without having to drastically drastically alter what it is, like, speaks to how well um, designed that game is. So,
1: yeah.
0: Uh, what do you think, Mr. Miller?
1: I, I'm i a big Pokemon guy. I, I've collected really? the cards until my wife told me <laughs> I could no longer because we have no space. Uh, but I have the card collection since my brother and I played a lot when I was little. Um, well, when he was little. Uh, and then I kept most of the cards from them. and. I bought him red and blue and other ones from the, the Nintendo OS SP, I think it was, and, and other versions. Um, and I just kept collecting the cards since then. I've always been a baseball cards guy. And and I have almost every single Pokemon card since day one to... Uh, I want to say it was a little after XY once I started getting crazy with the, the duos now I think they have and stuff. Uh, I just don't, no longer have space... Uh, but I, I always love Pokemon, so this is this is hard for me. But I, uh,
0: who's your favorite Pokemon? Uh, don't vote yet, by the way. But like, who's your favorite Pokemon?
1: <laughs> I, honestly, it, it Nine Tows. I just think Nine Tows is like the the most badass, underrated Pokemon. But that's my opinion. Cool. Uh, right. But I, I've always liked Nine uh, I think Eevee's a little overrated, and Pikachu. I don't Pikachu is just a mascot. He's like the Nike swoosh of Pokemon, uh, but. But yeah, I think nine towels is the best for me. But I still play Pokemon Go. I play Pokemon Go all the time. Easter, I know that they have a the little event where if you you trade in your Pokemon, you get extra eggs, candy. Uh, so I'll put that out there too. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I, I love Pokemon.
0: Fantastic. And Zach, last but not least, man. Other than you know uh, your opinion on uh, Red Dead versus Mass Effect. <laughs> Clearly kidding, man. Uh, <laughs> what do you think, man? <laughs> How does it how does this all shake out for you
4: um so i think it's it's uh super cool that tetris made it this far i think i think that's such a statement to how um like like just simply how fucking awesome that game is and it's so cool that it's that it is held in in the same pantheon as these games some of these other games like it's it's it could potentially make it to battle a game like Red Dead Redemption, like look at how far games have come from what Tetris was to what it could be going up against, you know what I'm saying, and the fact that it's it's almost making it there at, in and it's so simple you know it it is it is the definition of simple like anybody can pick it up and play, and it's it's one of the most. Um, I would say influential games ever. You know, one easily one of the best puzzle games ever. You know, it's such a joy to watch people play. Like, you know, uh, tournaments of watching like people that you know can play Tetris at an incredibly high level and like you know how fast they can turn those blocks and get them in there. Literally, like, blows my mind. Like how how good these people are. It's like you think you. It's like almost insulting to say Tetris is like a simpletons game because as much as it is, it isn't, it's literally the definition of easy to pick up, hard to master. Like that's, that's how intricate and crazy that game is. And that's like, it's why it's so interesting to watch people play now, like on Twitch. And like, that's why Tetris 99 was such a big deal because, you know, it's such a beloved game, like in such a simple game in such a modern design, you know, really, says a lot that people today are still willing to play that game just in in a format that better fits you know what's popular in in today's society and um on the other hand you have pokemon which is literally almost in in the same uh like conversation really it's 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 a very very simple game like you you know you, you can pick it up and and play real easily i feel like um the game does a good job at at explaining, you know, what you have to do. It's 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 got a simple um, concept and everything. And you know, um, my only frustrating thing in Pokemon that I didn't like about the older games was the random encounters. I I hated that, um, mm-hmm. and that's that's what turned me off personally from those games. Um, but uh, at the same time, uh, it was kind of cool. Like you never knew what was around the corner. So. Um, i feel like that would be the only thing that would maybe turn people off um but like it's such a such a charming game like you know the story of y- you going out and battling you know these these uh gym gym leaders and you know becoming the best pokemon trainer and and uh, all, all that that was that's like it's it's still uh you know everybody knows that story today of like pokemon everybody just knows what what that is the simple concept of of what pokemon is because everybody at that age when that game came out played it and everybody that's that age you know at that that played it at that age that grew up is continuing that legacy and and making sure that it lives on for a younger generation in the games hold up so well and are beloved so much because of this original game that it's never going to go away. And that's a, I think that speaks volumes to how powerful the original game was that it was able to imprint on people, you know, that heavily um, with, with, you know, uh, uh, technology that, that wasn't, you know, super crazy for what they were trying to do compared to like, when you look at the Pokemon game that they've, Getting ready to put out now, and like the fact that people still fell in love with it is 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 awesome. But you know, it's I it's both worldwide phenomenons, and and you know, ah oh man, it's a tough decision.
2: I uh want to get a last last word in here before maybe maybe kick off the vote, if you don't mind, Chris. No, go for it, man. Um, so especially when we were talking a lot about a game being influential, you know? And obviously, Tetris is the highest-selling game of all time, and it's not even close, you know? Um, I mean, these Pokemon Red and Blue games were very up there. I think they're, like, in the top 10, but obviously, Tetris has such a, you know, big hold. Now, if you combine all the Pokemon games that have derived ever since, then it tops it. But when talking about influence um, and the kind of impact that it had in the world, um, and I'm sure you guys can all remember... Like how quickly Pokemon Go uh, rose and fell, but during those brief couple of months where that game was just a complete, um, just basically taking over society. Yeah, it was everywhere. I, I, I mean, that game is still a monster. It's worth. It out, I, I play like, it all
1: the time. Yeah, it it, it,
2: it is. It, and it is, and that's. I, I agree with.
1: The... I agree with what he's saying because it's hard it to yeah. to not include all of that with red and blue. Yeah, that's it, what it, I've it. been trying to separate. It's been hard
0: pokemon but go is
2: far from that
0: genesis but yeah
2: but, go ahead but man uh, again i can't speak for other cities but in those first two to three months of that game a bit hitting that mainstream you could not go to any public place without hundreds or thousands of people on their phone you couldn't go to a goddamn mall a theme park anything that had Gyms, Pokemon, just people. I mean, I remember hearing about the, the the boardwalk in California. Like it was. Yeah. That is influence. That is power. That for that for those couple of months, and I know that it it teared off. Now you know now now that the game isn't it doesn't it's still very popular, but it's not what it was in those those that in that short time span. That is power. That is that is influence. That is that is reaching masses and um. I wish I could have st- stuck with the game a little bit longer, but that was just something that you'll never see uh, with something like Tetris. And you might never see again. At least I was completely blown away by what society was for those few months when Pokemon Go really really was at its peak in popularity. Like That was just incredible to me. and I It can't was crazy describe- even the
1: amount of people that never even played Pokemon that downloaded yeah. it to Dude, play I, it just to I be I a was- part of it.
2: I my wife did and, it. Chuck, me and my she coworkers. Did it. Me and my coworkers, man, we work at we work down south and we work like uh a, right in the same area of a like a library that's more like for kids and the, the like four or five of us creepy fucking guys, I mean, I'm in my 20s, <laughs> but other guys in 30s and 40s would after work walk over to that goddamn little library and there was like a little park outside and there's like 12-year-olds there. But we would, I mean we would stay in our cars just to not be too fucking weird. And because it was close enough. We could park close enough to fight the gym and fight these little 12, 13-year-old kids who are there, you know, catching Pokemon. I mean, fuck, that is that that is influence. That is, that is, that is, I've never seen anything like that. And Pokemon red and blue set that off, created yeah. all of this. My vote is for Pokemon. All right.
0: Um, I'll go next. Uh I I Don't disagree with anything uh, really that's been said. I mean, I think everyone's made great, uh, great points uh, really, um, you know, both sides here, but I do feel like, you know, uh, Tetris is a a sustained phenomenon and I feel like uh, more people in the world have undoubtedly played and purchased Tetris uh, for a singular game, like not even a serious singular game, best-selling game of all time. That is a record that will probably, uh, remain i don't see anything ever toppling this even grand theft auto 5 which you know has uh, has made pretty significant ground um i just i don't know i think it's 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 sim- th- simplicity is its greatest strength um and i think my my vote is uh for tetris though i um i do not deny the power of pokemon the cultural phenomenon that pokemon is i just feel like um if i gotta go with the game that my gut says is the better of the two retro games the more um significant like as hard as it is like i gotta go with tetris in this round
4: i would assume um all right no i'm not gonna all right all right i am voting uh tetris as well because i think that if you know like he said it it it's um been the phenomenon that it is for longer than pokemon and it is still that phenomenon um today um no matter what version of the game seems to come out it always seems to sell super well um tetris 99 was free but um there was that 3d one what would tetris effect yep that's correct for psvr um, mm-hmm. yeah that's i i've never played but i've heard nothing but absolutely phenomenal things about it and it's core cool. it's still tetris
0: like they're like mechanically that game is no different than any um, other tetris game that you've ever played it's simply presentation that's it,
4: it yeah And, and, you know, the fact that it's, I've heard nothing but great things about it, and people are so excited about experiencing this game in that virtual reality realm is, you know, that's, you know, speaking volumes to how powerful that game's got a hold on people. And it all started, you know, with the original game. And the original game, you know, just like Pong is pong will stand the test of time tetris you know i would say is the game right behind or right in front of that i guess no matter who you talk to that is like the most well-known game of all time like around the world worldwide tetris is is everywhere and it's i yeah i just i i think if you're speaking in terms of of retro games i think if you were to ask you know a hundred people I would say at least 60% of them would say Tetris over Pokemon. So I'm definitely voting Tetris.
0: I will do Adam's vote last. Uh, Bobby, how do you cast your vote, sir? Uh, Very hard. Well, you cut off, buddy. Oh, sorry. I'm going to have to go Pokemon. I heard enough of that to hear Pokemon. Do everybody else agree? Yeah, I heard Pokemon. All right. How Um, about now? can you hear me yes much better thank you Uh, so might be um, might
2: be the first time me and bobby vote for the same thing (laughs) so
0: i do have um adam's uh vote here um no commentary uh to give with it um what does everybody think he voted
2: for i'm hoping he voted for tetris i'm
1: hoping he voted pokemon
2: I think you voted nice. for Tetris, but I'm hoping Pokemon. It is indeed Tetris. So ah, we'll advance
0: to the finals. Uh, or I should say, I guess uh, this would be, um, yeah, the finals for uh, the, the retro, retro side. Yep. So. Next up, we have Super Mario World versus Super Smash Bros. Uh, we don't have to make this entirely a lightning round, but we are going to run a bit late on time. So let's try to condense our discussion a bit if we can. Um, I, uh, I'll go first in my argument here. Um, I, I love both of these games uh, quite a bit, but um, th- this is a much easier decision for me in terms of like weighing the two, I think, Super Mario World. Um, is, is a perfect game, undeniably amazing. Like I think it just um, elevated the genre of platformer further. Uh, we've talked many times. The secrets, level design, the item power ups, uh, all that stuff is great. Super Smash Brothers. Not to take anything away from it, it is a cool, innovative mashup of genres. But I, you know, at the end of the day, I don't think that the original Super Smash Brothers for Nintendo sixty four is nearly as good of a game or as influential as super Mario world was, um, you know, or something on a pure enjoyment
4: level. for But I'm sorry. I didn't mean, I didn't mean to talk over If you. you All right. So I just wanted to make this like super quick because as much as I love super smash, I think smash is, you know, one of the best N64 games ever. And I love it so much. Uh, I think you're right in terms of what we're talking about, the best retro game ever. Like, I think if you would nine out of 10 people or maybe even 10 out of 10 people would tell you, Super Mario. We, we probably might not even name Smash in the same conversation as Super Mario World. That's that's how powerful that game was and everything. So I, I just, as much as I love Smash and, and I love that it made it this far, I just, it, I don't think it stands a chance against Super Mario. Agreed. Uh, to, to
2: piggyback off of that, I you know, I enjoyed Smash more. I love that game. I, I yes, and I'd rather play that game more than Super Mario World any day of the week. However, I can't in good conscience vote for Super Smash knowing that it would not even exist if it wasn't for Super Mario. I can't do it. So it's an easy decision for me. Bobby, um, before I give Adam's
0: vote, do you want to?
1: Uh, I'll go and vote. I, uh, Super Mario Brothers, I, it, I don't think anything could beat it. it. was I remember playing that over and over and learning new things and trying to beat it faster and faster. I, I Yeah, Super Mario Brothers wins for me.
4: Wow, these finals for this round Adam also is...
1: is
0: Super Mario World, by the way. So that's our first unanimous pick of the night. Uh, had Ooh. far more earlier in the tournament, so that's kind of cool that uh, the final vote of the night was unanimous. Technical difficulties, I don't even know if this is being recorded, but if it is, no, we're is. sorry. Um, <laughs> we're going to just talk about what we've been playing. Um, yeah, we may or may not have said that already. Uh sorry about that. I think there's some server issues with the program that we use to record the show, but hell, it wouldn't be uh the modern age if technology didn't uh work on occasion and uh maybe even try to kill you. I don't know. Uh did you guys see that video of the the robots marching and towing the car? <laughs> Super creepy, man. It's like something out of fucking
2: Who asked for that? Who's asking for that technology? I, I don't understand.
0: I don't like, know, man. But uh, I'm sorry, Zach. You were were telling us you were playing No Man's Sky. Let's start from the top, and and we'll we'll go around in case Craig decides to shit the bed again.
4: Yeah. First of all, I'll just say that I'll take a robot from uh, Detroit any day of the week. Uh, If we're talking AI, that would be the best thing ever. But in terms of what I'm playing, No Man's Sky. Yeah. I was just saying how daunting that game is. Like it's so intricate, and like there's so much stuff you can do. Like it's crazy. I'm enjoying it um, because like I just can't wait to see uh all the stuff you can do i can't wait to upgrade my ship and everything um i've been taking a break from sekiro just because it's been kicking my ass so i'm just giving myself a little bit of a breather before i hop back into it that and, makes two uh, of
0: us buddy i uh i have not got back to it since last week um mainly because of the
4: division but yeah it's good to take a break sometimes for games like that but continue yeah and then i've just been uh the overwatch event uh is really cool i always enjoy those i've been playing that and that's been a lot of fun awesome how about you, uh, Bobby? Nope, or, or George, either or. Go ahead, go ahead, George. Uh, for me, man,
2: it's still more of the same. You know, just about ready for this raid in the division. Um, took a few days off, uh, clearing my head for some personal stuff, but also finally hit my stride with with uh Sekiro. Um. You know, I felt like I I graduated after beating Genichiro. Um, You know, I had to take some time to just sit and farm some skills to sit there and just fight some of the more difficult, like, trash mobs to really get the counter down. That Mikiri counter is fucking everything. Shadow Rush is also uh, life-changing. Um so I mean it just felt good to finally overcome that and after that I've just it's been so far all downhill. I've just been crushing uh, uh bosses since then. So I feel pretty good taking a little break to not get too ahead of myself, but I'm I'm, I'm you know, really hitting my shoulder with that game and really enjoying it and appreciating it for what it is. I don't know if I'll pick up another game like that, but I'm certainly enjoying the experience. It is very, very rewarding, one of the more rewarding games I've played. But it, I will make a deal
0: with you, buddy. I will give you the Johnny Bravo treatment where yeah. uh, if you want to pick up another one, whether it be, uh, you know, Dark Souls 1 or 3, yeah, 2 is just not worth playing, or Bloodborne, um, I will shepherd you through enough of it that you kind of get the hang of it, and I guarantee you, as far as you've gone in uh, Sekiro, you can absolutely play one of those other games and probably would
2: enjoy it. Like They're a lot more forgiving in a lot of ways than that game. Like, no, man, it, I you know you know me, man. I if I'm gonna get into that, I'm gonna try to figure it out. You know, multiplayer for, for fun stuff, but I want to try to figure it out. I mean, it's the second It's it just takes a lot. Once you get over the hump, man, that shit is. I, I remember running after beating. Uh, Ichiro, I ran up to my wife and I was like, "I am the shinobi to the heir of the divine whatever shit," and, you know. And she's just looking at me like a fucking weirdo. But it, it just felt so good getting getting over some of those bosses, man. It, it's cool. yeah. Well,
4: if if you never play another one of those again, like it, at least like you can say that you conquered what people are saying is the most difficult one. So that's like cool to say at least. Yeah,
2: I, I might give it a go. I won't. I won't rule it out. But it is, this game's tough. It's tough. i would say
4: if you're gonna do any other one in um i i didn't play dark souls one but i just from what i've played and from what i've heard everybody else say and everything uh bloodborne is just
0: i would agree that's probably the next most approachable and quality of the the games um it's it's got cool mechanics too having a gun to, to like so you know and um sakiro you're using your sword to like kind of like block the attacks like well if you if you shoot your gun at the right time in uh bloodborne like you stagger the
4: enemies
2: which is kind of cool
4: yeah i have a quick question go for it uh just just because i always hear you say that you will run people through those games can can you play pretty much the entirety of like bloodborne co-op i don't i'm not sure because i've never done co-op i don't what
0: about the dark souls one so, Dark Souls 1 is a bit tricky, right? So, uh, the way that it works in that game is like you can put your summon sign down for, for like, and you can assign a code so you, only your friends can see it and all that. However, it, you have to have at least like in your game gotten to where they are currently to put your summon sign down. Like, there's no just invite them to the game. They actually have to physically be in the spot where you put the sign down. And there are, um, for lack of a better word, like barriers that will gate off certain areas, so you can't just put your summon sign down like in an early area and then they can walk you to like a far end game area. Um, like you actually have to have progressed your game at least as far as they have to, to help them out. Um, it's a little bit more difficult. Now, This is all stuff that I found out with our buddy Johnny, who like I was on like basically the my new game plus in the very 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 first place the undead asylum and he was like i need help with um uh these gargoyles that are on the roof and i'm like whoa so basically i had to like speed run it took me like 20 minutes i got a speed run to like get to those uh to that boss i had to fight a boss and then like zip through uh, an area fight another boss and then i was where he was just so he could summon me in the game so it's not oh, very easy
4: oh, oh you just zipped through those bosses real quick
0: yeah it took me about 25 minutes man yeah i was proud yeah, I, I, I got i got crazy the first that two areas was- and two bosses in about 25 minutes but you know well, it was a new game I plus do- so I had, I had good
4: gear like i, I played that game a million times. But- yeah i was gonna that'd be crazy. like crazy just because it's it takes people way way longer to do that, and you're just saying you're just breezing through that. I think it's funny. It's I mean, this probably, this probably doesn't matter. So yeah, it's like
0: that, it, you know, there, trust me, there's certain parts of that game now that like,
2: uh, like if you asked me to continue, to him, like I'm not able to do Like I'd have been like, like, give me, like hours on it. <laughs> so um. I, I, do, I will have one quick disclaimer before Bobby gets in here, and that's that it might be a move, but I, I do look shit up on Sekiro, I, I for boss fights, I have a certain interest in banging head against the wall figuring out a certain thing mechanics. So I'll go in and get a couple fights in and then kinda of look up a guy. I, I kinda of enjoy just ex- doing it as opposed to like figuring it out blindly I, I have no interest in that. That's worse frustration for me. So I, I do definitely look up some of those boss fights how best, you know, to try to get around them and just try to execute So join me. Yeah, look around. some connection issues here uh I, saw, I heard everything you he said by the way okay. no
0: need to worry, but, um yeah uh it's fine I think it's totally viable to look at boss strategy um it's like you said you execute on them. Um I, I somehow
3: like it helpful because um well, it's enjoyable to just figure out bosses tools and, and mechanics and all that stuff. Like at the end of the day like it's where
1: you
0: just want to get through it. And it's not like you know by looking at strategy you are really making it easy on yourself because you still have to, the, end the day, like take that strategy and execute on it and and you know do it that way. So, um, really quickly, and I think we should go because, uh, like I said, technology is not on our uh, our side. Uh, Bobby, what you been playing? Bobby, you there? Oh, hello. Can you hear me? Yeah. now? I can hear you, buddy. Yeah, yeah.
1: All, all I've been playing.
0: Nope. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the hell here is all i've been playing is you <laughs> get <Craig>. the division? <laughs>
1: uh yeah can you hear me now
0: yes you're good buddy. okay all right
1: good. yeah i've been playing <laughs> the division two and uh i've been playing light seekers uh the oh. app on my android i remember oh man Zach, Zach brought hey. that up a long time ago and i started playing it and it's pretty fun because i playing the pokemon trading card game online i played that a lot and it's kind of similar to that but
4: you can actually play it on your phone, and it's been pretty fun. Oh, man. I'll have to give you my friend code. I'll show you. Yes, I just yes, made a new please. deck that yes. I'm so proud of. <laughs> I, I had to buy a deck because
1: I didn't have enough. And I was like, all right, let me buy one. And I've just been having a fantastic time with
4: it. Oh, man. I love that you said that. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, yes. Fantastic. Did you,
0: I'm sorry, Zach. Did you say what you're, your reply? I know you had. Yeah, yeah. I was the first one who went. I was no Man's guy. Gone. Okay. I just wanted to make sure we got through all that. Okay. Appreciate it. Uh, yep. Yeah. For me, um, I'm on a hiatus for Sekiro. I, I wanted to get raid ready. They pushed it back for a division, so it feels good. Uh, I played a little bit of division last night, and it was like night and day. I told George I thought I was just my teammates, but it turns out that uh, all, all the uh, yellow and purple bar enemies were buffed significantly in terms of the damage they were uh, able to take and deal out, and then also their aggressiveness was all wacky since the tuesday update and i supposedly they patched it so that's good um i've been playing more dark souls at work i'm on ornstein and smile now which is a notorious fight i fucking hate it uh spent all hour of my lunch break just fighting those two and, and got close but didn't beat them um that's one of those fights that i just i don't think i'll ever master it's just it's too tough um but yeah i also just as we were recording this, or taking a break, I should say, uh, in the middle of this, uh, downloaded and purchased Cuphead on the Switch. Highly recommend it for anybody that uh, that likes uh, tremendous art style, a little bit of challenge, but fair. And um, goddamn, it's just one of the best indie games ever made. Like, just fantastic hand-drawn animation, great boss fights, cool platforming levels. Um, can't wait to check it out on the Switch, man. So that's it. That's pretty much it. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think like upcoming. I'm excited, obviously, to check out the Division Raid, as we had said, and uh, kind of my next uh, sites are set to see how Days Gone comes out. And um, I think I am kind of amped to jump into uh, some of the Borderlands games with uh, George, who's never played them once things kind of settle down a little bit. It should be fun. I think I'm most excited right. for Rage 2
4: and like the me- immediate future.
0: Hope I it's yeah, good, Rage man.
1: Rage 2 looks good, yeah
0: yeah i you know i loved i thought two of the most criminally underplayed games of this generation were dishonored two and fucking wolfenstein too man um and well and, yeah i don't know doom i guess kind of sort of but um yeah bethesda when it comes to first person shooter campaigns like they've been absolutely crushing it so I, I hope it you know turns out well
4: yeah me too definitely
0: cool well uh let's do this again it's been a pleasure everybody uh thank you. Um I'm sorry, audience members, if uh if some of this episode is is you know eaten by the the internet, the old gods. In case it was, just really quickly, Grant of Thought O five, Red Dead Redemption 2 facing off in the uh modern gaming bracket for the final spot and Tetris and Mario World will be over on the uh retro side. So We'll see who the final two contenders are. Probably knock that out next week as well. So we'll have our champion at that point. And uh, then we'll resume kind of a regular, um, you know, scheduled program here with us. So uh, Bobby, Zach, George, and Adam here in spirit, uh, thank you so very much for for being here. And um, I hope you all had a good night. Take it easy. See you guys.